0: Hip hip, hipley! Hey hey, and welcome to Let's Hipley this—the podcast all about the Hipley language of love. I am your host, Claudia Williams, a life coach and the creator of Hipley. I am also known as Mama Hipley. I dream of a world with more kindness, peace, and love where we are just as practiced in loving language as we are in being reactive, blamey, and judgmental. Join me in making a difference, one Hippley moment at a time. Hi, everybody. I'm here today with Becky Humphrey, a fellow Elementum Life Coach. And I'm in Colorado. She's in Costa Rica. Welcome, Becky. Tell us a little about yourself. Hi, Claudia. I'm happy to
1: be here with you. Yes, I moved to Costa Rica two years ago. And I like to say it was the first step of really taking action in following my heart. I had done a lot of personal development work um, in the years leading up to, to 2020, But, and while my internal world felt really different, my external world looked the same. Um, But moving to Costa Rica was like this first big step of changing my external world. And then lots of other big changes happened for me after that.
0: Mm. Wow, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here today to talk about... um, my new Hippoli language of love that I am developing. And you are familiar with some of the concepts, and um, it's really all based on things that we've learned in our life coach training, and that we're, you know, we're learning through coaching clients on a day to day basis. So um, let's see, I wanted to talk today about Tari situations. So situations where you're not feeling your best. And conflict and triggers in relationship, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so. I I love the Hipley language because it brings um, new words that we don't have these judgments around, these value judgments around into our language to talk about things that happen for us all the time. And something that we learned in Elementum that's been really useful for me is thinking about this window of tolerance concept. Mm, yeah. And when we go outside of the window of tolerance and, uh, and get triggered, then we enter a state of overwhelm. Mm. And the state of overwhelm for each of us may look a little bit different. What patterns get triggered for us when we're in that state of overwhelm, but that's where conflict happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. And conflict can be scary. And yeah, one of my hiply truths is conflict is an opportunity for growth. So um, reframing conflict a little bit just to to make it um, be an opportunity instead of a threat. So we can look at it a little bit differently and see what, what is this here to show me and not why is this happening to me, but why is this happening for me, if you will.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think a lot of us grew up in homes where we learned to be conflict avoidant, And, you know, in a prior relationship that I was in for 14 years, I could count the number of fights we had on one hand. And you might think that that meant that we actually had an amazing relationship. But what it really meant is that we were both pushing things in and holding things in and not discussing what was really happening for us. And that eventually led to the demise of that relationship. So conflict really means that you care enough to bring what's bothering you forward in an attempt, I think, to be seen and to resolve it and and come back together to love.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the opportunity. If you're avoiding the conflict, you don't have an opportunity. And the opportunity is to really lean in and to figure out what's happening, to own what's yours, and to repair, and to lead with love. Yeah. 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 So the tar... um, Let me see. Maybe I can just read the definition for tar is a noun, opinions, judgments, evaluations, criticisms, name calling and any form of violent communication. So and then tar is also a feeling to feel tarry, which means a nuanced feeling of mental suffering from suffering caused not so much from the situation, but the thoughts about the situation. Mm. It, it means to be stuck in an th- undesirable thought loop, often when core needs aren't met, such as safety, connection, freedom, and love. Um, yeah, so it, it's a way to to describe a feeling when you're feeling icky and sticky and tarry. Yeah, and to sort of reframe it as it's okay. This is okay. It's only tar. Right. No need to judge it as bad. No need to push it away. The way through is the way out. So feel into it without judgment. So take the tar out of the tarry feeling. (laughs) Yeah. So what comes up for you as I'm saying this? Mm, I definitely can identify moments of tar for me
1: in conflict, both like internal tarry feelings when I, look back on the way that I've behaved in a conflict and like notice all the self-judgment about ways that I could have done it better Mm. or the tar that I might throw at my partner in conflict, um, when I'm feeling judged.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I love the, the concept here of like accepting what is right. Accepting the, the fact that we're human and we're going to feel tarry sometimes and that, that being able to like not be fighting that and not be adding all the judgment on top of it, like that makes the situation that's already perhaps uncomfortable and takes it to a, a darker space. So can you be with what's there and allow yourself to feel it so that then you can heal it?
0: Yeah. And that's, I feel like where the new learning and new language is applicable because we are all socialized to blame and shame and judge good, bad. I am right. You're wrong. That's why we get defensive. So you got to defend your position. And I did this because of that. And you did that because of this. Yeah. And yeah, what if we don't have to defend? What if it's okay? Yeah. And just all want to be heard and seen and understood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the in, way the moment, too. in the moments where I'm able to say like, oh, I'm feeling really uncomfortable or I'm feeling really sad and, and just own the feeling, um, rather than make it about my partner or make it about the other person, um, that's when I have the opportunity to actually receive the support that I want. (laughs) Uh, And, and the conflict goes in a, a much better trajectory.
0: Yeah. 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 And what's coming up for me is also the window of tolerance that you mentioned earlier. It's like when you're in conflict, you're usually outside of your window of tolerance. So nothing good is going to come out of it. So how do you get your basic needs met? Right. It's like, get your need met of feeling regulated, right? That's number one, basic need. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like in
1: conflict for me, there's like this escalation that happens.
0: And
1: there's a point where I still have all the thinking parts of my brain and I could make a different choice. And sometimes I I choose to make the more (laughs) evolved choice. And then other times I let that momentum carry me right out of the window of tolerance and go into the same conflict loop. And noticing for me, like noticing what happens in my body and the way that my body starts to respond in conflict, like, oh, I start to get tight and my hands start to get sweaty. Like, then I can sort of notice those things in my body earlier. And those are like little warning signals to me that, like, my nervous system is getting activated. And it's maybe time for me to take a couple deep breaths and to think about what I want to choose to do in the the situation of conflict.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love just the idea of having a choice and to have something in place that you've planned to do when this happens. Because like in the moment, you're not know, going to be able to come up with a way to resource yourself or to resource whoever you're having a conflict with. So what are some ways that you like to resource yourself or, or make a different choice? Like how do you remind yourself?
1: For me, breath is one of the biggest ones, just slowing down my breath and making the exhales longer than the inhales. So really like even making sound on the exhale And then slowing down my rate of speech, you notice when I get into conflict, I start talking really fast and my breath gets shorter and I get more tight. And so if I can notice that and slow down, it can make a big, a big difference. And then another thing that's really helpful for me is taking a break, but doing it mindfully and just saying like to my, to whoever I'm in conflict with, I need a minute to go take a walk, to go into the other room, to breathe a little bit, and I'll be back, right? So they know I'm not just leaving them. Um, and that can help put me in a different space where I can can come back to the the conversation um, from a different vantage point.
0: Yeah. What do you like to do? Yeah. I feel like that taking a break-, break has really worked for me. And sometimes... When I'm not able to say I need a break or whatever, I just say I got to go bathroom, and mm-hmm. then I take some breaths, recenter myself. So that would be sort of the quick and dirty way. <laughs> but yeah. um, like with with my partner, we implemented something that I learned from Alexi, one of our master coaches from our program, that um, we came up with um, a code word pineapple and pineapple means i love you you love me we have um we have a culture of repair we're going to come back to this and now we're gonna you know and when we say pineapple early enough there's nothing else we have to do i'll just know we'll get back to it some other time or we just laugh because we know exactly what's happening and if it's too late that you can say i need a pineapple i need a break yeah i love Two that minutes. idea yeah but yeah. like just having a word that means I love you. You love me. We're going to fix this. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that alone deescalates right there.
1: Yeah. My partner and I do something similar, which is, um, he likes to say, I'm like a cat where like, sometimes I want to be touched and sometimes I don't. So mm. in Spanish cat is gata, and brava means like grouchy. So he'll call me like the the gata brava and I'll call him the Lobo, which means Wolf Bravo. And when we start to get grouchy with each other, if he can make a joke like, oh, what does the Gata Brava mean? Or I say something about the Lobo Bravo, then like it will actually automatically sort of de-escalate the amount of tension that's in the room. And we can kind of like joke about the fact that we're being a little bit grouchy in that moment. And it's okay.
0: It's okay. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. It's okay. And it's normal. And if we're able to point that out and normalize that, then there's a way out other than escalating, right? (laughs) Because then it just takes so much time to repair. And that's, I think, the opportunity for growth and how we get better and better at repairing and moving through because the conflict's not going anywhere. There will always be something, but how you move through it that is the indicator for a good relationship a lasting relationship right it's like lasting relationships don't have less conflict they just move through it faster
1: yeah and in racial. a
0: more loving way yeah
1: yeah yeah so in the Hipley method what what do you recommend around tar and tari feelings
0: um well sort of a lot of what we've talked about and also self happily like it looking inside and using kind, loving language with yourself. So um, when you uh, look at IFS, internal family systems, that there's the internal self. I call it the IP self, the inner peace self that keeps the peace and is connected to the divine. And is, is your calm, confident, connected, creative self. And then there's all the parts the parts that get triggered, the critical part, the rescuer part, you know, all the different parts that are judgmental. Like if something's judgmental, you know, it's not the IP self. It's a part and all the parts just want to be seen and loved and heard just like we all want to. And we're socialized to blame and shame and judge. So when the inner critic comes up, immediately another part comes up judging the inner critic, mm-hmm. you know, and this, as soon as you notice somebody judging somebody inside you, you know, it's just a part. It's not you. Yeah. So if you can unblend from the part, ask the parts to be outside and then the IP self can really pay attention to all the parts.
1: Yeah. That IP self and that self-compassion is such a huge part of actually creating movement. So often, uh, for me at least, when I'm feeling uncomfortable or experiencing a part like the inner critic, what my initial thought is like, I just want this to go away. Mm-hmm. And like the wanting it to go away actually like keeps it around longer because as I'm resisting it, it's that that voice of that part gets louder and louder and louder because it wants to be heard, and so when the IP self is able to come forward and have that compassion for the part and be like, "Oh yeah, I see that you're here and that you're you're having some really critical thoughts," and just accept that that's what's what's happening. Um, the listening to the part, the hearing of it, the acknowledgement of it actually sometimes allows it to shift and to move um, so much faster than all yeah. the other things that I was trying before to like make it go away.
0: Yeah, totally. As soon as you listen to it, tell me everything I see, I see that makes sense that you would think that, and you think that I'm here, I got this. It's amazing how quickly it shifts. Yeah. Or it can shift. Mm-hmm. And, and Richard Schwartz, a founder of IFS, he says that like, he, spontaneous healing can happen at like a record speed as soon as, as you're able to drop in and do that. And I want to also normalize that this is really hard to do. It sounds super simple, but it, like it requires some often requires help by a professional, like a life coach, a therapist, someone who's trained in IFS. So someone like you or me, so, yeah, if anyone is interested in working on that, can reach out. Um, but once you're able to connect with the parts, the parts start trusting the self, then mm-hmm. healing is very much possible. And healing is an inside job. Which for me gives me a lot of hope, because healing is, is possible. And what if it's easy?
1: Yeah, it gets to be easy sometimes. And I I like this saying, which is, if you learned it, you can unlearn it, right? So all these these patterns and habits that we have for the way that we react to the world are things that we learned, right? Either directly from our parents or indirectly because we didn't want to be like our parents or the systems that we grew up in and as adults we have so many more tools and resources available to us than we did as children and we get to like put in place the things that actually work for us and the beliefs that we want and that's that's so much fun to create the life that you love and um yeah live it in a way that feels really good
0: Yes. And also just to know there's nothing wrong with me. I have this belief. I don't or this pattern. I don't have to push it away. It's perfectly normal behavior based on whatever happened to me in the past. Mm -hmm. So even just allowing it to bubble up is the first step. And awareness is the first step because when you get to pay attention and shift it. Yeah. So I think so often we're just socialized to be mad at the critical part and to shove it all down and pretend to be happy. Yeah. So I'm here to tell to tell everyone <laughs> that there's another way and it yeah. doesn't have to be so hard and there's nothing wrong with you and you're not broken. <laughs> so I think also the, with self-help often it feels like, oh, I got so much to fix and so much to work on. And yeah, that is also also not true.
1: Yeah. And the goal isn't to get that, that like inner critic voice to go away. The goal is to realize that it's just one of the voices and like learn the ways that it's trying to protect you and to get it to be the one that maybe, maybe right now it's driving the bus for you Mm -hmm. and uh, to take it out of that driver's seat and just have it be a passenger and help inform you um, sometimes on your journey.
0: So. Yes, I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for chatting with me about HIPLI. And I'm wondering if you have um, a tip for my listeners, um, something that they can try at home. Yeah, that helped you.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm um, experiencing. A situation that I just keep looping over in my head. What's really helpful for me is to just take a piece of paper out and pre write. Um, no thought required. Just keep writing all the different thoughts and judgments and that come up, and notice what you put on that page. And the idea is just to get it out of your head on paper, and then you can go back and look at it and look for the statements that are like. I feel so notice where there's any feeling words in what you wrote out maybe I feel sad or I feel frustrated or I feel angry and those are like younger parts of you that that may need attention Um, and then notice where your um, your inner critic is there and notice like the judgments in the statements and just acknowledge that they're there nothing more to do with those, but really tend to those younger places that are those I feeling statements. So I like that practice. It's really quick. It's really simple. It gets you out of this kind of mental looping that can happen
0: and gives you like some physical distance from it by putting it on the page. I love that. I love that. And to put it into a HIPPLY terms, it's kind of like getting the tar out onto the paper, right? So you're writing all the tar down and then you can be like, tar, tar, tar. It's just tar. Yes. Right. And if you can look at the tar without judging the tar, (laughs) without Mm -hmm. being tarry about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Beautiful. Awesome. That's a great tip. Thank you, Becky. Thanks for being here with us. Where can um, my listeners find you if they'd like to reach out? The best place right now is on Instagram and
1: we'll have a, a link in the show notes to my my Instagram.
0: Yes, I will put that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for playing with me and, and talking hiply and look forward to visiting with you again soon. Thank you. That was great. becoming fluent in a new language takes time, grace, and lots of practice. I invite you to join me every week as I practice with callers and interview experts. If you like what we're doing here, please consider hitting subscribe, rating, reviewing, and sharing this with your friends to help grow the podcast. I appreciate your support. And finally... If you find yourself in a Tari situation and want to practice Hippley with me on the podcast, please apply via email at HippleyLOL at gmail.com. HippleyLOL at gmail.com. Until next time.